you're going to have your smartphones, you're going to have all this technology, you're going to be absorbed in this at some point in your life. But until then, I think it's important to just experience the world, develop yeah. those communication skills, you know, learn how to be, you know, have some patience, things of that nature, which have kind of gone by the wayside. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Today, we are going to discuss more about virtual engine optimization, EO, how you can do it, why you need to pay attention to this topic. It's interesting because Taylor Kurtz is an SEO expert. I spend so much time with SEO. I never touch any virtual reality, but I'm going to do it. I found that marketing is a quickly changing world. We need to adapt fast. Whatever happens, uh, we need to go ahead. I changed a lot since I started in 2008. I keep doing them because if you lose attention, you can lose <laughs> money, you can lose results. And after AI appealed, ChatGPT appealed, 5% of marketers lost their job. If you ask me, I increased my revenue a lot because I adapted. I move fast. It's important to do it. So I'm so excited to learn more about VO with Taylor Kurtz. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I love love coming and talking. Yeah, my big pleasure. I love your content. I like how you can share your insights. You post on search engine land. Awesome content. So I love to learn from great experts. Taylor, before we start, just tell me about yourself, experience, background. Because I have new listeners who might not know you. You spoke on my podcast, but tell more about your background and experience. Sure. Yes, sir. So I've been, uh, so I'm the owner and founder of a company called Crush the Rankings. Uh, our sole focus is really SEO. When, uh, when starting the company, I wanted to really push being a master of one versus master of none and just trying to be the best at this one thing I could do, which is SEO. And uh, Crush the Rankings launched probably about six years ago now. And I've been doing SEO for about 10 years and uh, enjoy it quite a bit. I'm from Florida originally. We moved out to Colorado and uh, just had our first baby. So my fine, one of my better juggling acts, I would say currently, but uh, all in all, that's, that's the gist of me. I just uh, was introduced to SEO about a decade or so ago and uh, I'm very competitive and I love the thought of trying to get to number one and uh, I just fell in love with it. So that's fortunately led me here to uh, this conversation. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's important to learn about virtual reality. And let me explain why I'm thinking about that uh, even today, because Apple is going to launch this headset next year. We will see how it looks, how it works. The second, I know that uh, people change their behaviors. Uh, and when someone can tell me that SEO will never be dead. No, I don't believe in that. I think SEO will be dead as anything in this life. Uh, but it takes time to change habits. It takes time to find something else. And uh, for example, uh, ChatGPT, uh, I ask a lot of questions on ChatGPT uh, that I asked before on Google. For example, I decided to buy Tesla uh, in Florida. And what uh, I tried to uh, learn, can I use this uh, self-drive feature in Florida? I asked on Google. I checked a lot of content. I couldn't find the simple answer to my question. I asked on ChatGPT and got this answer for a few seconds. 
Then I started to uh, decided to open new business in Florida. I tried to learn what kind of documents I need to have. Uh, I couldn't find on Google the answer. Then I asked on Bart and got this question for a few seconds. <laughs> I think, you know, if I can, others can uh, get the same experience. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that SEO is strong today, but not sure about the future. It's better to adapt. And Taylor, can you tell what to do first? For example, okay, we know that virtual reality might change the world. Uh, remember when Mark Zuckerberg tried to do it with uh, Oculus? Yeah, but he couldn't get results. That's okay. Uh, uh, but I think it doesn't mean that uh, uh, we have no future about that. So tell where to start for entrepreneurs, business owners, website owners like me. Sure. So one thing I want to point out is like currently, I mean, anyone that's used that Oculus or any of the current kind of virtual options, you're wearing this clunky headset. It doesn't feel natural over time. It starts to be uncomfortable. And more than that, it was just cheesy. You know, a lot of the avatars or whatever looked like you're on Nintendo Wii. Like it just didn't feel like a real world connection experience. And so uh, I think in kind of, I don't know how their sales are, but I can't imagine it's necessarily what they expected. Um, that being said, you know, a lot of us can't picture such a behavior change where we're wearing something, whether it's glasses, a headset of some kind. And with Apple's new headset, it's more of glasses. You actually, it's not blocking your view. You can actually see uh, the room and space around you. But as mentioned, like it's hard to imagine such a pivot in our day-to-day -day lives is, is such, something like that. But at the same time, if you were to go, you know, 20 years ago from now, even a little less, we could browse the internet, you know, HTML on a flip phone but it was a horrible experience. And then the iPhone came out and now it is kind of, everyone has one in their hand. As we've seen, you know, even with SEO, mobile traffic versus desktop, mobile really becoming king. Web, mobile usage is way up. And that was just kind of a natural transition. And I think that, you know, that's, I think there's great promise, you know, the price tag, I think it's like $3,500, something like that. For the Apple Vision Pro is a little prohibitive, but the step, I think it is a huge, huge, huge step towards where not just the world is going, but us as digital marketers. Kind of as you mentioned, uh, I agree 100% that SEO as we know it right now will at some point be dead. Uh, I mean, there may be some use for it, but I think that you know it's changing so rapidly as technology changes, there'll be new opportunities for visibility outside of search engines, things like that. And so when digging into this Apple Vision Pro, it kind of made me realize like if they can get it to where the price tag is, it's more accessible to people, this could change everything. I mean, you could literally, it's, I mean, you saw how quickly people adapted to let's say augmented reality with Pokemon Go, which was a very rudimentary, elementary kind of, you know, alternative environment. But when you can simply wear a pair of glasses or something like that, where it doesn't feel super unnatural to have on, and you can look and, you know, I can picture this furniture right in my room. I can make a screen anywhere I want, the size I want it. If I wanted to do this call, I can do it right from my glasses or something like that. And so I think that, you know, the direction things are going, we want everything immediately in our hands, in our palms. People's patience decreases by the day. Uh, and so you're going to get to the point where you don't even need your hands, your messages, everything just comes to you essentially visually in front of you. 
um, as well as giving you the opportunity to enter other environments and you know meet in virtual rooms uh, with other people to purchase online and things like that. And that's where I think the big shift for us as SEO and digital marketers will come is where, you know, right now, the environment we optimize for is search engine result pages. But as time goes on, people are going to try and find a way to be present in front of this new technology. And so an example I used, which I don't know if it'll come out like this, but let's just say, you know, DoorDash, things of that nature. Uh, food delivery has exploded since the pandemic and people order food online now quite quite a bit and so that's one shift in behavior where when you look at it and let's say you have these new glasses or any i mean sure competitors will come i really think that vr and smart headsets will integrate into our lives significantly uh, similar to the way the smartphone did and so you could have a scenario where similar to buying you know food for dinner I want, I need to get groceries and you're in a virtual store. You can actually look at the, you know, nutrition panel for various items, things like that. And eventually not just groceries, that's just the scenario, clothes shopping, things like that. People are going to want to be on there. And so we're going to have to adapt and figure out a way where if we have a client that is now trying to adapt to this new technology, be visible in a virtual environment, how do we do that? And how do we make them be, you know, currently in a grocery store, the end cap, like the main things you would see. And so I think that I've never worn the Apple Vision Pro. I've watched the videos. It looks really remarkable considering my previous first impression of VR with the Oculus was very unimpressed. And this seems dramatically different, almost like when, Bla you know, rest in peace to, to Blackberry. But when they were trying to get those phones that had keyboards, you could also do the internet. And all of a sudden the iPhone comes out and you never see them again. And I kind of think that's the direction we'll go, you know, Oculus versus this new technology. Um, but that, you know, once it's integrated into our lives, or at least starts to be manufacturers, co commerce companies, they're going to want to be there. And I think that, as I mentioned, our current environment is a search engine results page. And I think that will take time to, uh, that's just got, just going to go away. User behavior is very used to typing things in and wanting answers, but at the same time, you know, if you have a headset and you don't even have to type anything, you just ask the question or however you communicate it, it's right there, visual examples, everything you could want to know. Um, that's where I think as a company, we're going to want to start, you know, being more, we're going to need to adapt in order to be visible. And I kind of coined the term VEO, virtual environment optimization. And obviously it's in its most rudimentary phases right now, but I just think that'll, you know, the advancement of technology since I guess the 50s, 60s has been remarkable. And we couldn't have envisioned 20 years ago, I'd be on my phone right now, video call, streamed live, like it wasn't really fathomable. And I think that we're headed in a similar direction with these smart uh, glasses, whether it's, you know, you're sitting on a park bench or at a bus stop waiting for the bus and you're projecting a hundred inch monitor watching the sports event or whatever. But it has the ability to change almost every aspect of your life and how you interact with the world and the environment. And that includes, you know, commerce, shopping, services you're looking for, things of that nature. Nice. I mean, think about it. Think how cool it would be to have this headset on and something's wrong with my toilet and my glasses can tell me what's wrong with it and walk me through fixing it. Like those kind of things that can really, really alter the way we live our lives. And I think, uh, I think that's going to happen.
Awesome. Ah, you know, I need such gadget because I had the problem with my toilet. And when uh, the water uh, was leaking, I didn't know about that. And instead of paying $100 a month, I paid $1,500. <laughs> when I learned yes, that uh, the water was leaking. So, and uh, Taylor, I want to ask about how to learn this product. Uh, because, you know, for example, let me share my experience how I usually handle any process. Once I got the payment for my consulting services uh, about online games. And um, in most cases, what I check on studies, uh, marketers start by learning uh, the target audience. I do it quite different. I started to learn products because I need to understand how it works. And uh, when I started to play these games, I spent like three days just playing these games, nothing else. And my son asked me what's going on. You told me you never play online games. Uh, I replied, you know, I got money. I, I got 16K, you know, to play these games. What? 16K? Uh, I pay for these online games and no, nobody pays me. I play a lot more than you. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, in my uh, experience, I need to share how to uh, promote all these games. So I started to play the same, for example, in, in trading niche. When uh, I got a big uh, budget for trading, I started to trade uh, for a few days. Uh, I even earned like 5K in the first days. I got it. Wow, I'm a good trader. And then I lost 20K. So <laughs> I, I knew two sides. Ups How and downs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, beginners uh, sometimes are lucky not to get money. And uh, yeah, uh, I think I learned how to fail, how to win uh, both sides so I can understand the experience, what customers are looking for. So I usually test products, but how I can test virtual reality? If uh, Apple uh, is going to launch, we don't know how it looks. We can check some videos, but uh, probably we have other options how to test these products. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so as you mentioned, like the, the Apple product isn't out yet. And I think that all the current options are child's play compared to that. So for instance, if I put on the Oculus headset and similar to you, like when I kind of was thinking about, you know, I focus on SEO, I can kind of tell at some point the landscape of SEO will be dramatically different. So I can either adapt or die. And so that's when I started thinking of the VEO thing and I bought an Oculus and I spent similar to you, like two, three days, just testing all its capabilities and things like this. And I didn't really see any way in which it would uh, not necessarily change my daily life, but simplify it or make it better. You know, I mean, you got this headset on where if I try and move, I'm bumping into things. It's crazy. Um, so as far as testing it now, very difficult. A lot of what I'm talking about is essentially like, a, I guess you'd say a hypothesis or my fortune, what I predict will happen. Um, but a good example would just kind of be, you know, for instance, you can buy games like you mentioned on the headset. How are those, you know, each game has a different developer or creator or whatever. How is the store determining what comes first? Things like that. And like this is the most basic of scenarios. But I mean, think of down the line. I'm a big sports guy. Why would I, if I'm running a sports team, not offer like season tickets where you can sit on your couch but feel as though you're in the stadium? Mm -hmm. things like that and then once you're in the stadium is there a store is there shopping available like what does that look like so as far as currently testing it out there's not much way to do that what i've been focused on is just kind of staying on top of the day-to-day -day developments in that virtual reality realm trying to find new 
businesses or producers that are marketing in some form or fashion in virtual reality currently and just imagining okay this is going to you know grow significantly how i feel how i think so i think that it's similar to you know the iphone i could tell you all about my experiences with my razor flip phone or a blackberry but until i have that iphone in my hands and you know its capabilities that's when i think you'll really get the ideas flowing as far as what's possible and then you know kind of picking whether it's your niche or how you want to adapt to that. Uh, unfortunately, though, as mentioned, until this product comes out, not too much way to test it beyond what they've revealed. Uh, and then as another thing that will be very prohibitive, as mentioned, is just the cost. Um, and I remember when the iPhone came out, people were shocked at the cost. And now it's like people pay that every year for a new one or whatever. Yeah. But I would imagine as time goes on, whether it's Apple producing more or competitors start to rise, it'll become more financially accessible. Um, yeah. And that's when I think things will really turn. And to me, it's just, it's very exciting. It's very, like, I think there's just endless possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. I think, yeah, uh, when Apple uh, uh, produces something new, uh, we get like from other brands for a while, uh, more options. So I think Google will jump on this field. Uh, Samsung many, company. Yeah, like almost all companies. And yeah, I agree. It's like, for example, if you take your phone, you can see it totally the same. <laughs> but uh, I want to ask not marketing question about uh, uh, your opinion, how it can impact to uh, human psychology. Uh, just, just your thoughts about that. Uh, you know, I think uh, if uh, you have something that you can uh, see on your eyes, it's possible that it can manage you or control you or like to make you zombie, you know, uh, it's simple to impact to your decisions. What do you think about just random thoughts? A hundred. Yeah, that part is scary to me because, you know, I have a lot of, I don't want to say envy, but appreciation for people that grew up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, where you didn't have this phone in your hand. You were very much had no choice but to be present in the moment which mm -hmm. is something we've lost. You know, the moment kids get their first phone, it's game over. They're buried in it for the rest of their lives to the point where we become super reliant on it. You know, uh, for instance, when I was growing up, you know, I learned all the multiplication tables, all this math. Now there's a calculator in my pocket at all times. And I think that psychologically, I do not like, I mean, I make a, I make a living in digital marketing and on the internet. And I think smartphones are a good thing. I think social media is not a great thing. Uh, just for, it's too, it's too uh, toxic and too much, you know, everyone wants their opinion heard. And you know, I mean, who want, who cares what I think? But I'll defend it and fight it. Well, who cares? Uh, but what I think with, you'll see a similar thing with this headset to where people become so reliant on it. Uh, for instance, growing up, my parents knew how to get everywhere. They knew the back roads. I, I've lived in this town for four or five years. I still use Google Maps, even if I know where I'm going, just to be sure. And I mean, imagine if you have a headset on and you're in New York City and every time you're going somewhere, it's guiding you there. And then all of a sudden you don't have, you lose the headset and you're lost. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, that's where I think a lot of the, in, not intangible, but a lot of basic human functions will be substituted for this. And I think that we, humans in general will lose some basic skills uh we can i think i can already see it in younger kids like high school middle schoolers now where they're not very you know when i was growing up 
if there was a family gathering or out to dinner, like I was engaged, they, they I, I was part of the conversation, things like this. Now I feel like uh, the younger generation has a much more difficult time. And I mean, COVID probably played a role in it, the lockdown, but um, communicating. Uh, In-person communication has taken a dramatic hit it, it, just because everyone's so used to doing it on the phone and you don't have to deal with the reaction in person and things like that. And I think from a psychological standpoint, not great. Uh, I think we are overly reliant on technology uh, and this will, I mean, the easier things get, the less hard we're going to work to do things, which is a, you know, a great trade-off, but then the moment comes where that doesn't work or you lose the headset or whatever it may be. And you have to rely on your natural abilities, which were just never developed because you didn't have to in some regards. Uh, so psychologically, I think there should be great concern, but as we know, there's billions of dollars to be made. So that will be pushed to the side and it will be full steam ahead uh, for these Apple yeah. and, the, and the developers. But it's something, you know, I just had a kid, our first child last week. And I going into it, I was very like, I don't need her pictures on the Internet. Like, you know, she should have some sense of privacy. I don't feel the need for someone in middle school to have a smartphone. Like, just enjoy your childhood. There's going to be, you know, as you're going to have your smartphones, you're going to have all this technology you're going to be absorbed in this at some point in your life. But until then, I think it's important to just experience the world, develop yeah. those communication skills, you know, learn how to be, you know, have some patience, things of that nature, which have kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's talk about creating or optimizing content for uh, virtual or augmented reality. I, I remember when uh, Google, started to implement algorithms uh, for mobile versions uh, and uh, I, many webmasters were skeptical about that, why we need to do it, uh, our audience is on desktop, they don't care about mobile. Today everyone can optimize for mobile versions, I think uh, CMS uh can help with that wordpress others so it's it's not a big issue but uh if i remember it took some time for google you know <laughs> to convince all the masters to do it uh, and today most traffic are coming from uh mobile phones what do you think about virtual augmented reality do we need to create some different format of content or we will optimize or squeeze or i don't know any other words uh for this format I think that there's huge opportunity. Um, two examples, I would say, where companies could really focus on this VR front and blow up are healthcare. Um, you know, visualizing the surgery help. You know, a big thing is like education. I think is where it could blow up. All of a sudden, I'm in medical school and I can virtually practice what I'm learning, whether it's a procedure, things like that. You know, you can go from tests standardized tests whether it's filling in bubbles or answers to now you kind of have to put it into action you kind of you have the ability to uh you know if it asks where's the femur and you can point it out and things like that and i think if you're a, a company that produces educational content or you're in healthcare, the opportunities are enormous and i think that for instance you know growing my parents growing up they hand they had to hand write their papers and eventually it evolved into the typewriter. And then I was growing up, everything was written on the computer. And I think that transition will occur to why am I going to have 
a test or any kind of learning material in a book or anything like that when I can visualize it in so much more depth. You know, if it's a bi biology or anatomy and we're having to learn the nervous system or the parts of the human body and you can reach out and turn it and see all the angles in real time, like the opportunity for the, so as far as optimizing for virtual, man, if I was in healthcare or education, I see enormous possibility. Um, same thing like automobile sales. I think that every, especially e-commerce, but everything will change, you know, and you're going to have to make content that's not so much a great informative article. Now it's interactive and what provides the most value from that standpoint. So you're going to have to, yeah, it's going to be dramatically different to me. Um, you're not going to, you're no longer going to be focused on, you know, is this an H2 and is the keyword naturally fit in? You're going to be, it's a lot going to be a lot more tangible, hands on. And uh, I think that, that I mean, you can imagine, you know, I don't need, of course, if you want to feel the roar or whatever, but I can go test drive a car from my couch or things like that. Like, I just, I could go on for hours. I think that almost every industry will have an opportunity to revolutionize the way that they operate. And I just mentioned the education one, because I just think that being in school, yeah, if we're able to have interactive 3d like i just think that it's it's gonna change the world i think uh yeah the apple pro who knows how that will perform but i think it is very much a huge step in the direction that things are going awesome yeah love it love it um let's get back uh, to seo i want to ask a few questions because my sure, audience sure consists of uh, SEO specialists, experts, students, and uh, uh, I'm interested about the future. If we started to speak about the future, how to adapt to virtual augmented reality. But uh, what do you think about SEO? Uh, I shared two examples when I searched something on Google, but chatbots replied much faster. Uh, that is why I think uh, chatbots will win more uh, long tail keywords or questions than Google, uh, but people will use Google for uh, broad questions uh, to find some topics, to learn deep insights. Um, today, chatbots are not ready to provide such valuable high-quality content. But anyway, I want to ask about the future because I remember when Google uh, created feature snippets, uh, many SEO specialists complained that Google can steal our content, but Google at least links to our content, <laughs> chatbots just right. rewrite our content without even linking. So uh, I think, he, um, yeah, and I want to ask about blog content because uh, in 2008, I ignored this format because that was simple to game the system. Uh, I ranked uh, e-commerce uh, content with info, uh, user intent. Then things change. Of course, today it's impossible. Uh, Google can recognize the real user intent. And uh, yeah, we we create uh, some blog content as well, but I'm not sure about the future. If chatbots can steal our content, if uh, Google still decreasing the number of clicks from Google search, uh, search generative experience will appeal. Uh, so many things change. And what do you think it's a good idea today to... Uh, create long plan strategy with uh, blog content or it's better to switch attention to different formats? That's a very good question. <laughs> a yeah. very good question. Um, so in using, like we've talked about chat GPT, I've used, have you tried out uh, the Bing, Bing chat? 
Yeah, of course. I played with Bing Chat, with Bart, with ChatGPT. Yeah, I, I like more uh, ChatGPT than Bing Chat uh, because of history. And I do, uh, Bing uh, uh, connects with ChatGPT, but I get much better results on ChatGPT. I don't know why. Probably it's the same, but I get different experience. Yeah, so for me, my only complaint about ChatGPT is two is one, uh, I'm pretty sure it's knowledge base goes to 2021. So if you ask, for instance, if you ask it about Apple Vision Pro, it doesn't know what that is. Um, where And I, the second one being, it doesn't really, as you said, cite or link to anything. So I do like the Bing one because I don't think the answers are as natural, but I think that the information is A, more up to date, and it will tell you where it pulled all the info, which I really like. Um, but as far as blog content, it's a good question because um, I, I, I always look at clients in like two different uh, categories. You either offer a product or you offer a service. And I think when it comes to a company that offers products, blogs are going to become a little less important potentially. I think that I could see a situation where the search generative experience or just those those open ai bots almost replace search for products and things like that um and where the two main sources of conversion be, then become those chats and google maps i could see google's regular search to a degree specifically for products and things being replaced by chat but i would when you're looking for a local service you know if i want a dentist what is a chat? What are they going to tell me about a dentist? I just need to know what dentists are around me so I can go mm -hmm. to Google maps for that. So I think certain, and then, I mean, you still want to, if you're a dentist, have blogs and show you're an expert on this, things like that, that will still matter. But I think that people might become more reliant on maps. And, and then when they're doing the informational searches, the, the open AI chat bots, um, that being said, assuming that a lot of things, you know, barred, SGE, these different things trend similarly to how they are and how Bing is, and they're citing the sources, then I think it's very important to continue doing what you're doing, continue to display your EEAT, your expertise, authority, trust, and experience. You know, anyone can write an article about something, but if Google can tell this is firsthand knowledge, they really know what they're talking about, that's going to be rewarded. And sure, maybe you lose that featured snippet or, you, or clicks that top organic spot because now there's a, a, a chat response but as long as it's linking to you where it got its information i don't think that's a bad thing um at all and so i think that blogs will still remain important blog not just blogs like content in general whether it's landing pages whatever it may be um but i could see a scenario where google maps is the main converter for local services and then when you get to larger searches you know those those chats do take over a bit so it'll be interesting to see, especially when the search generative experience rolls out, like what do the search results look now? Uh, based on user behavior, where do the clicks most typically go? And then figuring out you know, how do we get there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. And I think it's important to pay attention uh, for branding because New York Times, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, uh, all these big publications were before digital today. We have them in digital and people, of course, if Forbes or New York Times will lose some SEO traffic, it can impact, but most people are coming from opening these websites. They need content from these resources. So branding is very important. 
uh, I think it's a good idea to create content and uh, for blog content or other ed educational content and think not only about SEO. SEO is good, but <laughs> uh, think about branding as well. So right. if you create high quality content, people will come and uh, read your content. And SEO is no, not only one channel that can bring traffic, many other channels, even TikTok, you know, it's interesting. I remember a few years ago, almost all B2B ignored TikTok. <laughs> Today, uh, I got requests from big companies, uh, 100 million companies. <laughs> we need to start creating content on TikTok. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> you told me we need to ignore it. It's only for kids. But today, almost all brands are there. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's also, it's like, it's become almost a search engine of itself, you know, videos of how to do things. I, I like my wife yeah. is a, uh, big proponent of TikTok. She's on there all the time. Uh, but yeah, I think that you're 100% right. You know, a few years ago, people thought this was like Vine or just some lame little videos. This is fun for the kids. And now it's kind of, you know, there's a billion eyes on there. So you want to be there. Yeah, totally. And uh, I, I asked my son to search from some information on Google. And he did it on TikTok. <laughs> so yeah. He, he doesn't know about Google. Yeah, he knows about Google, but he, use, he uses TikTok more. So he started to search on TikTok. And yeah, it's really, I, uh, I checked. He always uh, uh, finds some information on TikTok, educational, entertainment. Uh, he loves soccer. He watches all these great videos on TikTok. And what I like on TikTok, that this social media can learn my mind i don't know how but i can't stop watching these videos i, I like hey, scroll, scroll, scroll. yeah without stop i usually do it on in my restaurant then when i get back i keep watching these videos and uh yeah i even removed tiktok for a while <laughs> just it's addicting it's addicting yeah it's addictive yeah i agree and i think okay. you made a good point oh, sorry i don't want to interrupt but i think you made a great point there that what as technology evolves, whether it's, you know, these chatbots or Google search experience, or whether it's the moving towards a more virtual augmented reality kind of deal, like we also have to consider, you know, the younger generation, we can kind of predict how our peers may interact with it. We've been Googling and doing certain behaviors for quite some time, but as this new technology arises, it'll be very interesting to see how it's adapted by the younger generation. Um, you know, I, I have a, uh, a buddy in the industry, his name is Glenn Gabe, and I was talking to him about the AI and kind of the chats and how we think it'll change. And he was visiting his daughter in, at college in New York, and he showed it to her and her friends, and they said, I would never use this. This is lame. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like also there's a big assumption that certain behaviors will change. And I think the way that new technology is adapted to will vary from age groups. You know, we, not us, but let's say my parents, older generations that didn't grow up with the internet. You know, my mom will call for help with the computer when it turns out it wasn't on or something like, you know, it's a big learning curve. You know, I love my mom. No offense to my mom. And uh, but then when you get with these kids that have grown up with technology, it's a much smoother transition. So it'll just be interesting to see how the various forms of technology are adapted by different age groups. And I think that'll guide a lot. Of, I mean, everyone wants to capture the youth. So that'll probably guide uh, a lot of the direction things go in, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned about your mom. And I remember when. I bought a new phone for my mom and she figured out fast how it works. Uh, uh, because he, she used 
uh, many phones with buttons and I spent some time to explain how it works. I have no this time, you know, but what I can do, it's my mom and I need to right. help. But when I gave her iPhone, I don't know how miracle happened. <laughs> she learned uh, herself. She can use this uh, uh, smartphone. And uh, I think simplicity is very important. iPhone is great to simplify this experience. And uh, like big brands, uh, I remember when uh, the first time someone asked me to have meeting on Zoom. I didn't know about Zoom anything. And I told, I have no time to register a new uh, platform. He replied, uh, no, you don't need. Just uh, use this link. I opened the link and we got meeting like uh, we have right now. So simple. That is why Zoom won a lot of customers. When TikTok, I uploaded TikTok, um, I started to watch videos without registrations. You don't need to register to uh, consume this content. Uh, the same with Uber. When Uber uh, appealed, uh, yeah, it's simple to uh, get... DoorDash, food delivery. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter what you do. You need to simplify experience as much as possible. Um, and I do it with all my projects. I explain... Please don't create hard content, create simple content, uh, simplify experience because most customers are not advanced. It's uh, gotta be digestible, yeah. Yeah, I, I can feel that I'm advanced user, but if I touch something new, I it takes time to learn how it works. So I can feel that I'm a common user, you know, like my mom. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. the beauty of, you know, I think that was a huge advantage of the iPhone over other products was it was just very intuitive. You know, yeah. you see something that says, I want to see pictures. It says pictures, you can push it. Like, it was that simple. And I think Apple's engineers, I, we all know, like they make, I mean, the way they package things alone is beautiful. Opening a new box, Apple did, like they do, they put a, so much attention to detail in their packaging, in their products. And as you mentioned, ease of use. I think that's been a big, uh, you know, the people that like iPhones over Galaxy or, you know, those, a lot of it has to do with just the ease of use. And I'm curious to see, I'm sure Apple's hyper aware that, you know, a new product like a headset needs to be easy to use. I don't need to sign up for a class on how to use this. And yeah. I think that's where, you know, Apple has a history of doing that and where they could really have a huge advantage here. They just kind of psychologically, they try to make things as intuitive and simple as possible and that's a you know as a user a great thing yeah uh, apple is great with everything even if you open apple.com you can see very Beautiful. simple content yeah very simple and uh, i remember when someone uh shared a document with 2000 words for a home page I replied, oh, how you can win customers with 2000 words nobody will read this content even if it's great even if it's valuable but you you can do it on blog post when customers are ready when they are ready to read uh, when you have this mindset for example um, i often explain we can't use the same marketing message on linkedin on facebook on google because people have different mindset the same people but but on facebook they are not looking to uh, learn they're looking to communicate with friends to check their posts uh different experience on google if they looking for keywords so yeah uh, it's important to consider mindset and taylor Sorry. i have my final question uh i asked this question before but uh, i want to ask one more time about uh, your experience uh, if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills 
what will you do today to learn more about virtual uh, environment optimization? <laughs> Uh, what I would do is I would simply, there's so many, uh, good blogs out there that are almost daily updates as far as, uh, what's changed in AI and what kind of new features are out there and what kind of new GPTs people created. And I think just staying similar to SEO when it was first starting, like just staying up to date on what the changes are and being creative, thinking about, oh, wow, this new GPT or this new, uh, ability came out how could i potentially leverage that or how will companies want to leverage that in the future it's tough because like i said uh, the virtual environment isn't it's really i don't want to say non-existent but it's you know what i envision it being if we compare that to the current iphone we're currently on like the big block nokia's we're very far away but I think that, as I mentioned, that Apple's next move could be a huge step in that direction. But just educating yourself, you know, when it came to SEO, I followed certain individuals who were respected and up to date and updating daily on Twitter. Every day to this day, I still check those same people for Twitter. What are they noticing? What do they got going on? Uh, and then, as I mentioned, just find blogs that are continuously staying up to date on these trends in the direction. And eventually, you'll hopefully see a path to where I think it's going this way. How can I be a step ahead? Um, unfortunately, with the VEO, it is in such a beginning phase. It's hard to really give exact examples of anything. But I think that just being aware of the technology, being aware of the capabilities and foreseeing how that those new abilities and technology will be leveraged to by companies to be more visible to their target audience. Yeah, in my life, I met many times this beginning uh, with TikTok, with a lot of other great examples. Uh, and uh, I learned one thing, you need to adapt fast. If you don't do it, then others will uh, replace you. <laughs> and, that's uh, why I did the, I mean, that's why I'm talking about it. Where it yeah. It's not even real yet, but I think, I think it's yeah. perfect. I'm yeah, hoping to be ready. Of course, of course. It's important to learn. Uh, and uh, you need to love this format. For example, when TikTok appealed, I tried. I understand it's the future, but I have no time to film this uh, short videos. And uh, if you're good with writing or other formats, you don't need to force yourself. For example, like Stephen King or I don't know, Seth Godin, they don't film short videos they have no time for that but they are great with writing and uh, if you find format that you like it's better to jump uh, like all in i i did it with ai i changed all my approaches because i understand it can it, it's something that i like that uh, can help me but uh, sure. um, i think tiktok is great if you love it if you um, if you have no love with tiktok you can uh, find people who can help you with that or just leave it that's okay you know but uh, uh, ai i think it's hard to ignore this tool impossible tomorrow and virtual reality yeah i'm going to learn more <laughs> because i know early adopters always win taylor it's a big pleasure to get in my show i love it so valuable. thank you tell for having me i really do appreciate it yeah tell the got best my way. mind going got me thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, please do. I love to stay in touch. Uh, my name is Taylor Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z. You can find me on Twitter at real Taylor Kurtz. 
uh, or you can catch me on LinkedIn, Taylor Kurtz again. Super happy to connect, you know, even just if you have a question, happy to answer it, just say hello, whatever. Uh, definitely love to build my network. So uh, that's, I would say, so reach out to me, Taylor Kurtz on Twitter or LinkedIn, and uh, I'm pretty responsive. Stay awesome. on it. Awesome, guys. You can find the links to Twitter. Uh, new X uh, LinkedIn account in the description below. X. Listen, uh, yeah, listen, awesome Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.